Views expressed by Casters Guild members are only the opinions of that member, and that could change from day to day. Guild members may use mature language, but that in no way means they are mature. Listener discretion is advised. You could prefer Nuka-Cola or Sunset Sarsaparilla. You could be exploring the Capital Wasteland, New Vegas, or the Commonwealth. You could specialize in whatever it is that makes you special. But war, war never changes. And that's the spell we're casting tonight on Casters Guild. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Casters Guild. I am your Guildmaster, Rick Perry, and I'm supporting the Brotherhood of Steel. And I am your Guildmaster, Baron Red Rocket Kane. <laughs> and joining us tonight are two new Guild members. Feel free to introduce yourselves. I am Lori, and I have been obsessed with Fallout for almost all my life. So, Hi, I'm Katie, and uh, Fallout might be the only game series that I play. My one favorite game. All right, so tonight we're talking Fallout, and I couldn't think of two better guests to have on because uh, you both wear Fallout merch 24-7 and have tons of Fallout stuff, and right. if given the chance, you will talk about Fallout above anything else. This is literally... Um, I, that's, why, that's why it's backwards, see? Forward. <laughs> uh, just to let you know, it's, it's forward for us. Damn it! Yeah. It's backwards for me. <laughs> I feel like we should start this conversation with a praise be to Todd, because without Todd, we wouldn't have Fallout the way we like it today. That's very true. True. Praise be to Todd. Praise be to Todd. <laughs> so let's start with uh, what is your favorite Fallout game? Who wants to go first? Because I already know my answer. New Vegas? Mine's also New Vegas. Yeah, the I best think- one, hands down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I personally recognize that New Vegas is a superior game, but I have to say Fallout 3 because okay. of the amount of time I spent with it. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I can see I think, that. I think New Vegas was cool because it was a different studio with a... I just... It feels different. Yeah. It feels like... It, it, it feels like the best Fallout could be at that moment. It's just a good game. 100%. I think it also like depends on what game you start out with first, because mm-hmm. I think if I started off with 3, I would have been like obsessed with 3, but it really is just like what it's like, kind of like in The Office and Parks and Rec, whatever you watch first is going to be your like go-to show. I think that's the same thing with Fallout. Yeah, when Fallout 3 came out, let's see, I was 18 years old when Fallout 3 came out, and I had not been playing video games. For very long. I'd maybe been playing video games for like a year or two. <laughs> and not had ever touched an RPG type of game to save my life. I mean, you're talking to someone who like has an obsession with the Lego series and like Cooking Mama. Like, I am not Fallout's <laughs> target audience by any means. And so, but I think New Vegas is when I was like, oh, this is what gaming is. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. This is, this is it. Okay, cool. Now I like video games. <laughs> Baron, your favorite uh, Fallout game? Uh, Fallout 4. Yeah. Wow. Okay. For the base building. Yeah, I think Fallout 4 has a lot of cool apps. Like, the DLC content for 4 is <laughs> yeah. primo, because I'm a Nuka-Cola person. And there's Nuka World. 
Yes, yes, 100%. I can, that is an entire game unto itself for me. Yeah, <laughs> the DLCs are just essentially their own games. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah the DLC for Fallout 4 was is the superior DLC game. Oh yeah, most definitely. But we're not going to talk about 76, right? Like, do we just omit <laughs> no, that? No, we're going to talk about it. I didn't hate it. I played it for, like, from beta testing for a solid <laughs> year, but I keep telling myself I'm going to reinstall it. <laughs> My problem with 76 okay, is yeah. I keep reinstalling it, and then I play it for a bit, because I'm like, oh, there's a bunch of new changes. Yeah. And, like, I'll go the new changes and I'll be like oh this is better and then like after a while I'm like but still not good enough and then I just uninstall it again and end up not yeah, yeah like it, it, I appreciate it for what it is I guess but there are other things I'd rather be spending my time on I feel like it would have been a great Fallout game if it wasn't an online game I was dying for an Appalachia mountain man like post-apocalyptic fallout like when i heard john denver in the trailer i was sobbing <laughs> and then it was like oh but i have to play with other people and these other people are going to be jerks or right. like mm -hmm. you can't control the controllables you can play it by yourself and try to do it by yourself and like me and my husband and like my brother-in-law played together for a long time and like that, the base building was fun but it would have been i think if they just would have put more effort and bank into a standalone game it would have been great. I think everybody thinks that. Even the people who enjoy 76, they can't deny that it would have been a better just yeah. single-person standalone game. Someone just give me an Appalachia Fallout. <laughs> That's all I'm at. Which, I mean, they could still fuck around and do that. Just yeah. to the Fallout 4 time period and go to town. I mean, they do put, like, you know four to five years in between each game, which means we should have gotten one last year. Yeah. Hopes and dreams. I think, I think, I think the, the financial failure of 76 followed yeah. by uh, the fact that it's now Microsoft exclusive and like a lot of other things that happened with Bethesda. Um, I think that's going to be, I think that's the reason we didn't get a new fallout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Microsoft exclusive really, I mean, not that I, I, I to be honest with everybody, just com re-completed Fallout 3 New Vegas and 4 on PC. I don't, I'm, I am just now getting comfortable with shooting in PC. I am not a PC. I'm a Minecrafter on PC. Like, <laughs> great at Minecraft. But shooting is not my, was not my forte. And so I just, just not joking, like during quarantine a few months ago, finished Fallout 4 for the first time on PC. So, I mean, I'm really kind of heartbroken <laughs> that they kind of went Microsoft exclusive because either I'm going to have to play on PC or mm -hmm. buy an Xbox. And I, we just don't buy Xboxes in this family. <laughs> <laughs> we are a Sony family. Same. I kind of, I was very heartbroken the day that announcement came out. I was like, oh God, no. I guess I'm going to have to play on PC for me. It didn't change much for me because I've always had an Xbox. That's how I started the with New Vegas and everything too, so I was already prepared. See, yeah. I saw it. I feel like I, everybody saw it coming, though. It was coming. Uh, I think it might be okay. I just want them to do. I just—it's one of those things. Like I just don't want it to end. 
I don't yeah. want 76 to be their last game. No, absolutely not. <laughs> it I don't want Fallout Shelter to be there. Right. like a chop achievement. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you from uh, from living in Maryland and always knowing a guy who knew a guy. Like, I always had friends who knew people who worked for Bethesda because I lived in Maryland. So, obviously, I did. Everybody who worked for that company hated Sony. Um, apparently, developing for Sony consoles and things like that was something they've always had issues with, and they always thought it was more difficult than developing for Microsoft consoles and developing for PC. So they always hated the fact that they had to develop for PlayStation. So as as much as I prefer PlayStation to Xbox, I still don't own an Xbox currently. If the only way I'm going to be able to play Fallout is on PC, then so be it. But, I mean, I it, it, it had to make the workers there happier, I guess. Yeah. And if they get to spend less time developing for a console they find frustrating, then maybe they'll come out with a better product. True. One can only hope. As I'm learning, PC is master race anyways, so I just need to learn how to play all my games. <laughs> Listen, I have a, a Switch and a PC at this point in my life and just have adapted the PC master race. I'm still getting used to And if you really can't get used to keyboard and mouse, you can always plug in a controller. You know, I found shooting with a keyboard and mouse much more easier than a controller. And I am not hmm. a shooter, which is one of the reasons I love Fallout, because there's a VAT system. Yeah, I can slow time down, <laughs> and I can like pick where I want to aim, and then let the button go and hope that I have enough to use that again. Like that was one of the things I think I fell in love with first was like, oh, okay, I can shoot in this game. I can kill. I am not just running around like a chicken with my head cut off because like I tried playing like Halo. I've tried shooter games, not very good. Um, but Fallout, like. <laughs> had that mechanism that like was like oh no you can play this it's okay like we have something that can assist you <laughs> yeah we'll slow down time and give you a chance <laughs> to get those shots in honestly oh. i thought vats was i will to give you a little bit of background i didn't start playing fallout 3 until like new vegas had already been released and like oh. i worked at a GameStop at at the time and my friends were talking about this awesome game that they were having so much fun with and it was fallout and Fallout 3, I think the the special edition, like the game of the year edition that came with all the DLC pre-owned was like 15 bucks. So I went ahead and bought it. And then I tried it like six times before I actually liked it. Like I started the game over like six times, making different characters with different special setups, trying to figure out how the mechanics of this game worked. And I was like, no, I don't like it. No, I don't like it. No, I don't like it. And then finally I tried it again and was like, oh, okay, I like this game. I like this game a lot. Um, and then after I'd spent a ridiculous amount of time with Fallout 3, um, I was still working at GameStop and somebody came in with a Fallout New Vegas special edition. Um, the one that came with like the cards, the platinum chip, all the poker chips, the comic book, and they traded it in. And I was like, you realize you don't get any extra trading credit for all this stuff. You could just hand me the game and you get the same amount of trading credit. And they were like, yeah, but I'm done with it. And like somebody else will get some enjoyment out of this. And I was like, okay. So I traded it in, gave him the credit. And then he walked out the store. I grabbed it, walked around the counter, put it in front of my other coworker. And was like, I'd like to ring this out, please. So, um, and that's how I got New Vegas. <laughs> and then I spent a bunch of time in New Vegas. And now that I knew how Fallout worked because of Fallout 3, I had a really good time with that too. 
And now, okay, I was like, why did I tell that story again? I was like, to give my uh, perspective on how I engaged Fallout. And when I first started Fallout, I had to admit that that was a brilliant system because you spend so much time creating this RPG shooter. Um, and in RPGs, your stats and everything like that, it all matters. But if you spend a bunch of your points into becoming good at guns and then you're crap at aiming, then what's the point of spending your points there? And that makes it so when you spend the points in those guns, your character is good at aiming. You don't have to be, which is something that RPGs need to be able to put into the game that like you spent the points there. Your character can be good at something that you're not good at. And I, that's brilliant in my opinion, because I'm, I don't know how else you would do that in a game other than like maybe aim bots or something like that, but it was excellent. Yeah. And it, it does give you that, like the replayability of it, because you're right. I've now played the game. I don't know how many times. And they're like, each time I'm like, okay, this is the, this is the time I'm going to dump all of my, all of my points into melee and I'm going to be a melee. Like, I'm just going to go hit people with a power fist. Like, this is what I'm, that's what I'm going to do this time. I'm going to do the entire game that way. And you can do it. And it's fun. And it's great. And you'll find the special, you know, weapons and legendary drops for that type of gameplay. Or, like, the next time you want to be a super sneaky ninja, you can be a super sneaky ninja. Like, go for it. Put all your points into that. You know, I think I thoroughly, because once again, this is my first experience with having an RPG option, like not knowing where to dump my points into the first time I played it. I could not kill a death claw to save my life. And like <laughs> literally had so many stealth boys that like I would just permanently be invisible anytime one was near. And I was like spamming my VATS button just to see what creatures were nearby. And <laughs> but then like you learn and you can then play the system how you want to play the system and then you can build a seriously a different character each time you play. I think I've played like ten times now all the way through and each time it's a totally different character than the <laughs> one before. Same story, different kid. Mm -hmm. And you can completely break it with that system. I remember yeah. on one one playthrough of Fallout New Vegas, I never saw an alive Rad Scorpion because I played with EDE and Boone, Ooh. and it like it it made the perception of Boone so far that like I would hear a gun go off, and then like I would go, okay, what did Boone shoot? And I'd go look and be like, oh, another dead Rad Scorpion, and you know I could loot it. But like I never, the entire playthrough never saw an alive rad scorpion because Boone would shoot anything that had that low of a health before I even saw it on my screen. Wow! Never to see. I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to go play again. It's an addicting cycle, you see. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You find out it. new stuff. I've, yeah, I've like... played Fallout Three with only firing a gun in the tutorial because you have to fire the BB gun in the tutorial. Um, there's no way around it. But after that, I didn't fall out of gun, uh, fire a gun. My favorite way to play New Vegas is as a scientist. Like, I'll just crank mm -hmm. my intelligence stat. Mm -hmm. And then if you go to the, I can't remember the name of the place, but, like, where all the ghouls are trying to fire off the, the rocket so they can leave the planet. If you go there immediately, oh, yeah. there's a ridiculous amount of weapons that use science, mm -hmm. laser weapons, plasma weapons, stuff like that. And if you just completely load up on that, you're good for the rest of the game. So... You just crank your intelligence stat, pick up all the laser weapons, and then you're set for the rest of the game. Um, of course, you find bigger stuff along the way, but it's just there's always a new way to play the game, always a new way to exploit the stats, always a new way to create 
a character for yourself and even kind of role play your way through the game and make your decisions on the game based off of, you know, what would my character do? And being a D&D player like myself, that's just really appealing. Yeah. And, you know, especially when, like, they introduced the morality meter, I would so say, like, mm-hmm. having negative and positive effects for each action that you took to the, the, the karma. Fact- yeah, the karma or the factions around you. Like, you know, you can't screw over the raiders and then try, you know, try to ask them to do you a favor. For me, it was always a Brotherhood of Steel. I know I will get a lot of slack for this. I cannot stand the Brotherhood of Steel. Wow. Oh. I, I think, okay, I get this. Everyone's I mean, they're not good. There's it, no judgment. I'm just, I'm like, I'm very curious on to hear. Like, but no, nobody, nobody in the wasteland is. I mean, but like, they're not good yeah, people. So I get it. They're not. They're not good people. I think they always just rub me the wrong way because they're always like, I know we don't trust anybody who's not a human or like us exactly. <laughs> like, screw you. You don't need technology. You don't deserve it. I'm like, you want that? <laughs> Give me the, the technology. I will take you down. Never once in the, any playthrough of any Fallout game I've ever played have I ever joined the Brotherhood of Steel or given them a lick of interest. I've always killed them on site. <laughs> And Brandon's like, can you just do a playthrough where you, like, play the Brotherhood of Steel and, like, talk to them? I'm like, no! Like, I can't. can't. <laughs> At this point, it's not gonna happen. But, like, their ability to... Your ability to kind of pick that route for yourself and be like, you know what? I just don't like you. And so now I'm gonna find everybody who you hate and I'm gonna go befriend them. So my storyline <laughs> screws you over. Nice. And I'm gonna nice. do it on purpose with a smile on my face. That's a good way to play. <laughs> yeah. The thing about all the major factions in Fallout is they're mm-hmm. all monsters. You just have to figure out how they're monsters, and if you're gonna play with one of the major factions, find out which which monstrosity you're willing to overlook for the stat bonuses. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the lesser of evils, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which one do you think you can handle the least amount of guilt with? Yeah. yeah. Like, inside of you, which one you're going to be like, you know what? I can handle this. This is good. I'm fine with this. Everything's good. Like, for me, in Fallout 4, I fell in love with, like, the Underground Railroad again. Like, that whole... Like, every time I play through that game, I can't help but, like, be a part of that faction. Yeah. What's weird is, I really like the Institute in Fallout 4. Don't know why. <laughs> don't ask me why. I think it, they... I, I think I, I... Well, yeah. I mean, like, I've played it all, so, like, I've been with, like, every faction. Mm-hmm. So I like them all, but I think the most interesting for me was the Institute, for whatever reason. Yeah, I my last playthrough with them, I kept... Do we do spoilers, I'm assuming, on this podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's okay. been out. Okay. 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 <laughs> There's two questions we always get anytime we have somebody doing the podcast. It's like, can I do spoilers, can and can spoilers? I curse? And the answer is yes to both. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I, this is the first playthrough, so this last time I finished Fallout 4, which I'm not joking, was like two months ago maybe. I The first time I kept Sean alive. Or like was on his side at all. Yeah. And was like, yeah, you're my side. I'll do whatever you ask. Let me just kill all these things on the earth and set off a giant bomb light. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, that sure. was, the, was the first time. And I felt so much guilt for some reason. 
Because I was like, it goes against everything I've ever played against Fallout. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to do it this time. This is this is, this is is the playthrough. This is it. I'm going to go with the Institute on this one. And, like, I had a hard time finishing it. <laughs> I was not into it. <laughs> the worst one, I feel like, because, like, in Fallout 4, I didn't have anything that made me feel super guilty. But in New Vegas, mm. I have tried multiple times. Like, I just played through it again to do Caesar's Legion. And I, I cannot, yeah. for the life of me, go through with it. I, 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 I that was the no playthrough problem. I did this last time, as I did Caesar's Legion. And it, you're right, it took everything in my power. To <laughs> like I need to play it because right I want to see what what it has. Because I've never actually played through Caesar's Legion, but I just like, I'm like, nah, next time. I'll just do it. dirt bags and weird and creepy. <laughs> and you're in a cult. Call your dad, but like this. The <laughs> myth. <laughs> The minute you walk into Caesar's Legion, one of the soldiers is like, one of those slave girls are really beautiful today. And I'm like, Mm-mm, no, we are not doing this. Yes, they are the like, oh god. And like the first time you meet them in like the first bit, like city you get to, and they like have the people up on the crosses. And I'm like, y'all are, y'all are yeah. some freaks. Yeah, that was, was awful. Y'all are, y'all are, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure what to do with you. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of a hard thing because, like, aesthetically, I love Rome. Yeah. Speaking, I love the Roman aesthetic. And I was like, oh, okay, you guys are, you know, fashion after age Rome. What are you guys up to? Oh, you like real Rome. Oh. <laughs> They're like, no, oh. You. Yeah. No, thank historically you. Accurate Rome. <laughs> We're going to get historically accurate Rome. And Just that. Uh, just kill them and take their shit for the aesthetics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna flay them on a cross. I actually and... think that I was standing in the middle of the road and just looking around, and one of the guys walked up to me. I was like, yeah. <laughs> What else can I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Caesar's my, Legion. It's like my dog with a robot brain would judge me. The moment <laughs> too. <laughs> And the moment you take their clothes and put them on, you're just as bad. Everybody else shoots at you. So, I mean, like, yeah. you can't even wear it for the aesthetic. No, that, I was very upset. <laughs> no, if you want to wear it just for the aesthetic, you need mods. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I can yeah. just bring this back. Why do you hit me? <laughs> yeah, I'm I, taking like I, said, <laughs> I feel like Fallout New Vegas was just a little bit darker than, like, any of the other Fallout games. I think like, so, too. It, it is an, uh, the adult Fallout game. It, it, it's just a little bit darker, but it also has that weird ending to it. So, like, you know, with three and four, you kind of keep playing after the game ends. And then with New Vegas, right. it's like, eh, your story's done. You can go back to your last save point if you'd like, but there is no, like, picking up where you left off now. Right. Like, yeah. You, you have to redo that ending. You know, you can't, you have to redo the game basically if you want a different ending. There is yeah. no continuation. But I think that was Obsidian's part in that, you know, since they're, yeah, absolutely. they're the outliers of this series. If you want to talk three, you know, three and beyond, I mean, mm-hmm. since it was that was the only one done by Obsidian, I think that's that's their point, you know, mark on it is that it's not like the other ones where, you know, you complete the final mission, but not really because you can keep playing and keep getting your stats up and keep exploring and keep doing side quests. It was like, no, this is it. You can go back to your last save point. Yeah. Like, that's it. Well, you, you can't, at the time, it, it is the outlier now. 
But at the yeah. time, it was just one of the two games that were out that was way different than any of the other Fallouts. Yeah, because you can't even compare it to Fallout 1, 2, or Tactics, mm -hmm. or any other kind of stuff. Because those were just isometric, those were isometric games full of Simpsons jokes. Like, it's... Yes. Compared to those games, Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas were the same damn game. They're the same type of game. That's Yeah, if you yeah. compare them, yeah, if you put them yeah. against, yeah, absolutely. If you do pre-console Fallout, yes. Right. Pre-console Fallout is... Because when we bought 4... We got the nuke thing that you could have bought that mm -hmm. comes with all of the games. So it comes with like Fallout One through it came through Fallout Four. Mm -hmm. All it came with all of them. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm curious about the first Fallout game because I love three. And then I went to go play it, and I was like, this is not <laughs> the game that I love. <laughs> I'm not sure what this is. <laughs> A lot of stuff has the same name, and that's about it. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. there's, there's colas and like they use caps and like there are vaults and like there are super mutants and ghouls and like the whole nine, but like the actual gameplay itself is, no. Yeah. Yeah, Brandon tried to warn me about and, that. Like, He's like, you're not going to like it. And like it's just jam packed full of Simpsons jokes. Like, like this is the only thing they could reference. Fallout, I'll give the, the newer Fallout, you know, three and forward, they'd reference all kinds of different pop culture with different things. Like you can... If you if we had a podcast just talking about Easter eggs and Fallout, that would There's be six hours on its yeah. own. Oh, gosh. Um, but like in the in the first few, it was like it was just The Simpsons. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I, I, don't, I don't think I could make it through the older Fallout games. I think I fell in love with the RPG aspect of the newer ones. Yeah, more than I, I've watched other people play it, but I don't think I could play it. I was say, the, the the original ones had an RPG aspect, but I see what you're saying about RPG. It yeah. was a different type of RPG. Yeah. yeah. Like, because I'm like, a D&D &D player, so, like, the type of RPG in the newer ones... Well, see, when someone says to me, I played this RPG game, I automatically think, oh, top-down turn-based? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Which is really funny, because I skipped the story... Okay, I'm gonna admit this, and this makes me oh, a bad God. gamer, but I... <laughs> Skip cutscenes and do not read dialogue often. Yeah, that just makes you a bad role-playing gamer. Yeah, I sometimes I do it like maybe the first time I play through, but I also my ADD kicks in. I'm like, I just TLDR this for me, please. Yeah, I mean, if it's like don't have time to read dialogue, it. it's been shit that you've already seen before. Yes, skip cuts. Yeah, I but, think like by the tenth time you play it, you're like, I already know what you're gonna say. I'm gonna skip this so I can get to the point. Oh, yeah, but oh no, I've done it on first playthroughs before. Like Kingdom Hearts, I will skip every cutscene in that game. Well, they talk, I mean, they talk forever, the though. thing about Kingdom Hearts is you're just as confused whether you read everything or don't. I mean, like, it makes an Maybe equal amount of sense. Yeah, Brennan gets mad at me because, like, when we play, when I played Fallout, I didn't know the storyline of Fallout Three until about my third playthrough around because I just okay. kept. Skipping oh, you just kept skipping everything. <laughs> For example, yeah. Fallout 3 was probably my first, one of my first role-playing, I think I played Morrowind before that, but um, it's one of my first big RPGs that was like that. All the RPGs I'm used to, they have zones that you have to walk through and, you know, don't go too far north or, you know, you're going to get blasted by the uh, dark ponies and shit, but in, uh, so Fallout 3, I get out of the vault, and I'm like, oh, there's a road. Where walk. do I go? 
I'm going to turn left. Mm -hmm. Don't turn left. Just don't turn left. <laughs> don't don't turn left. Yeah, school. Yeah. That was my first experience with Fallout 3 was going out and finding the creepy school. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my god, same. And not the nice neighborhood that you should have gone to the first time? Right. With all yeah, the mailboxes full of things that are useful? I yes. beat yes. so many people to death in that because I didn't have a I didn't have a gun or anything. So I'm just in that school just beating people to death. I'm just imagining my character just going through covered in blood with a two by four crying the whole time. <laughs> Just farming XP at that point. So scene. many children dead. <laughs> no, do not turn left for all. That, hey, for that's all also the fun part about Fallout is, is that you can just walk out of the lock and go anywhere you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. I literally spent hours just walking into one direction. Oh, yeah. and just yeah. seeing what the fuck so I found. So did I. I never went back and found the uh, what? What's the name of the town? Megaton. Megaton. I never found Megaton the first playthrough. And, and by playthrough, I mean I went left, went, kept going left, <laughs> noticed how fucking hard it was, and I had to put the game down. Mm -hmm. Probably a few months later, I found out that I should have went right where Megaton was. And then I went back right, and I'm like, oh, this game is beautiful! Mm -hmm. You found the correct area. Yeah. Yeah, that vastness that comes with you know, that comes with those that, that open world aspect, I think, also drawed me into it. I don't like being told what I can and cannot do in a game. I like the fact that I can just wander and do it, find things. And because of Fallout, I think I have that issue in other games where I will spend 30 minutes searching an area because I know there's something I am missing. <laughs> and I blame Fallout for that every yeah, time. Yeah, because there is. Because yeah. in Fallout, no. there is something you're missing. Yeah, yeah every, around every corner. You can find a random, like, skeleton in a coffin. If you look close enough, they have a cool cowboy hat that will give you, like, special bonuses. Mm -hmm. And it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And you would not find it unless you checked every square inch of that map. I was, uh, I was lucky enough to have played Morrowind before this, where you can walk out in the middle of the swamp. Look, you have to get up a little bit and look into a tree trunk and find like a good staff of stuff so now in every game with tree trunks i check i check every tree trunk <laughs> fallout 76 fucking suck for me yeah so bad oh man <laughs> yeah so no i also hoard things now because of fallout not only do i search every corner and look and spend way too much time looking for things that aren't there i also don't know how to clear an inventory to save my life well, because I need everything. Wait Fallout while. both created and broke that habit for me. <laughs> like, Fallout definitely created the habit of me hoarding, right? Like, I would, like, yeah. hoard mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And then playing characters who don't have good strength. Like I said, with Fallout New Vegas, my favorite character to play is, like, the high-intelligence, special uh, energy weapon-using person. Mm -hmm. I was just like... Uh, I'm gonna Marie Kondo this shit. Does this bring joy? Nope. Gone. Like, like if it is yeah. not immediately useful to me, or if it weighs nothing, those are the only two things I keep. Like, it has to be immediately useful or weigh nothing. Other than that, nah. Gone. Definitely. I always picked companions that were stronger than me. Because I had to carry my stuff for me. <laughs> That was my 
that was always my like kind of hack to so I could carry more. I have a very soft spot for super mutants. Same. Same way I have soft spot for trolls, I think. I just see them as giant beings that are super sweet that have just been taken advantage of. And so, like, I have this huge soft spot for super mutants. So anytime I can have a super mutant as my companion, A, loving, adorable, searching for milk that doesn't exist. B, they can carry on my shit. I, I <laughs> do control. have a problem that may lead into a rant. We'll see where this goes. Oh, no. I do oh, have no. a problem <laughs> with a super mutant companion in Fallout 3. Uh, because you get all the way to the end of the game Mm -hmm. and like somebody has to go into that irradiated chamber to shut everything Mm down it has to happen (laughs) and you look over at your super mutant buddy who's immune to radiation Mm -hmm. and you're like hey buddy why don't you head into that chamber for me and help me out and he's like no I won't take this moment from you fuck you What the hell, yeah. man? Why not? You want me to die? Is that what you're telling me? Like, I have that's my moment. My yeah. moment is me dying in a chamber of radiation. That's what you mm-hmm. won't take from me. You'll take yeah. all my burdens the entire game. I'll <laughs> hand you my entire inventory. You'll carry all of that, but you won't take this. I'm just saying, I think a Klingon would do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. True. Just because you're I... immune doesn't mean they have to. He's like, I'm not yes. going to take your story away from you. Right. I, to be fair to, too, like I didn't know that there was a DLC that you can get that makes him go in there for you. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. thought that's where the game ended. And then my uh, fiance was like, "You know, there's a DLC that has him go in there." And I was like, "What?" I thought that was the end of the game. It's He's because like, no, of people like, like me who complained about it. Yeah, <laughs> he, he ranted and raved enough that now that happens. But I love Fox. Like, I wouldn't want Fox to go in there. Like, he'd live. He'd, he'd be fine. He'd be, it's like a mm-hmm. spa for him. Once again, I have a yeah, soft spot still... for super mutants. I don't want any of them to die or have to do anything they don't want to do. He wouldn't die. I don't want to force them to do things they don't want to do. <laughs> They're just the taking advantage of. Them. He's not doing <laughs> it because he thinks he's being nice to you. Uh, You're not hurting him. Nothing. In fact, you need to same theory about trolls in Harry Potter is that they're all just being taken advantage of, and I love them all too much, and I want to just none of them to have to do anything they don't want to do. Um, I do course. have a question for you guys, though. Mm. What is the most terrifying thing that you've seen in a Fallout game? I'll tell you mine, and it's the centaur things that you go, when you go to, like, uh, help Boone, or Boone comes with you to help with that Repcon site where the ghouls are at in New Vegas. Yes. I did not know that that was even in the game, and that was the most terrifying mm-hmm. thing I've ever seen in my life. The most scared I've ever gotten in a Fallout game was <laughs> in Fallout 4, the the Salem Witch House. I don't do good at jump scares oh. and scary things. In general, I'm not that I'm not very good at that. Um, so like going into this witch house and then like there's this weird scary noise and like banging and things that like jump out at you a little bit was terrifying to me. And then for it to be a death claw at the end of it and you're stuck in a tiny room with a death claw and I went oh. there way too early the first time I did it. <laughs> museum. 
Yeah, the the Salem Witch Museum like church thing that you go into at the very bottom of it. There's that death call, and uh, I, that I paused the game and like just put it down and just had to walk away for a moment. Not prepared for that. <laughs> I had a feeling it was gonna be something like that, but like I. I just don't like death claws. I think because I just I don't. Well, they're scary and they can kill you. Yeah, I'm not very good at being. They will fuck your shit up. Yeah, because in the sure. other ones, in like three, and I'm not. I'm trying to remember if it was like this in New Vegas. Like guns really didn't do anything to death claws. Like no matter how souped up your weapon was, it did not matter. You could shoot it in its belly all you want. It was not going down. The only you had to have like a really good melee weapon to kill a yeah. death ball. And I not very was not very good at melee and so just continuously died to death balls. Explosives work pretty well. They never did yeah. heavy either. I like shotguns and I like I'm gonna get up and close and personal. Yeah. I'm gonna give <laughs> my uh I'm gonna give my scariest a, a toss up to two things. First of all, Gary. I can't remember which one Gary is. Gary, well, there's a lot of Gary. You go into a vault, and the vault is filled with clones of Gary. Oh, yeah, oh, yes, yes. And all, all they can say is Gary. <laughs> um, and it, it freaked me out, man. Like, <laughs> like you're like walking through the vault, like you're like searching, and all of a sudden you hear Gary, and it's like, what the hell? It's Gary, and it's Gary. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, leaving now. Yeah, that freaked me out a little bit. And then I can't remember which Fallout it was, but there was a little community, and it was like two families, and like they seemed to be handling the apocalypse real well. Um, They were all dressed in nice clothes. They had nice houses, and then you find out that the reason they're doing so well is because they're cannibals. Yep. Oh yeah, they want you to be a part of their uh, their community, and like either they want (laughs) to eat you or they want you to go get somebody for them Mm -hmm. to eat, and like that that was a freaky little storyline to uh, uncover a little bit by little bit. I feel like every Fallout game has a cannibal society. Like New Vegas had that weird high society Mm -hmm. in the fancy casino. I can't even remember yeah. the name of it. But it was their fancy. It was the last casino that you could go into. It was like yeah, that it was fancy on the strip one. somewhere. White Glove Society, I think, is what they were called. Yes, 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 yes. It, that they're fun and creepy. Uh, but I think every Fallout game, I think, has had a, a great cannibal reveal because everyone loves a good cannibal in a post-apocalyptic world. I mean, we all got to eat somehow. <laughs> they're just they're just truthful about it. Also, I think the reason I love Fallout 76 is I also have a slot addiction in real life. Like, I love to play slots. And so, there's a gambling mechanic in New Vegas. And I have spent many of hours playing blackjack and slots. And, like, I have ignored... I have gotten onto that game and for four hours just gambled. And then (laughs) did not proceed with any storylines. And then got off. That, I, I don't know. I think that holds a special place in my heart. Because <laughs> I can get on there and gamble. I I am really good at digital blackjack now, is all I can tell you. It's all out. Where is it digital blackjack? But yeah, cannibals are always fun, though. But you can become a cannibal yourself if you love cannibals. Congratulations. There's a perk. You can be a cannibal. Yeah, yeah I will say. Like, 
in Fallout Four, if you ate some, if you ate like a body in front of one of your companions, they were like, "Ew! Like, what the fuck did you just you just eat that?" Yeah, it would depend <laughs> on the companion, but yeah, some of them were okay with it. Like, cause yeah. you can eat like once you kill something, you can like go through their body or like eat part of them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I traveled in Fallout Four with anybody but dog meat. There was one time I went through with Valentine. I love dog meat, though. Dog meat, that's me? He uh, can't kill? Mm-hmm. <laughs> dog meat can only bark. <laughs> we were shooting a bandana. We were goggles. He was yep. adorable. That was probably I... one of my biggest problems with 4. In order to get any other companion, you had to let go of dog meat. Oh. Yeah, that... Well, they kind of just handed him to you at the very beginning. They're like, hey, you're going to be real lonely. Here's yes. your dog. They handed mm-hmm. <laughs> at the Red Rocket gas station. Yeah, like literally, like <laughs> right at the beginning, before you even get to your first fight. Like, here's dog meat. <laughs> at the Rocket gas station. Yep. I know. <laughs> I I love dog meat though. Oh yeah, I mean, you wouldn't. I didn't keep him very long. I was I liked having a uh, building my own robot and having my own robot companion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was my favorite addition when they put out that DLC. They're like, oh, you want to build robots? I'm like, yeah, I want to build robots. <laughs> well, build your own robot companion. And it can sound like Talos and Jaffe. So, even <laughs> be more happy. Wait, who did he play from that? He played, he's the male robot voice. When you build a robot, oh, oh, it, gotcha. when you like build the custom robot, he is the like, <laughs> default male voice. Which is really funny because technically I'm a Critical Role fan because I don't know, I like D&D. Who would have thought that? Um, but like you can get one point in that game have both Matthew Mercer and Talison Jaffe with you in one party. And it is very funny to me to have that going on in the background. <laughs> yeah. Not that I did it on purpose, I just happened upon it and I was like, this is strange. I was like, I didn't seek this out, but now that it's here... Now that it's here, pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I, don't know. I I I like companions. I didn't. I just had them for perks, really. I could. I would. I'm gonna admit this. Would just look because I always bought the guides. I would just like to see who had the best perk on the end, and that would be the one that I wrote. <laughs> well, like I love. I love New Vegas in that you could you could have two companions at once, and then mm-hmm. depending on which companions it were, and like I said, you could you earlier with the EDE and Boone thing, you could kind of combo their perks together and play with that. Yeah. And that's that's like I said, that was one of the big problems I had with four because it was like, you mean in order to travel around with the super unit, I gotta let go of my dog? Like I yeah. love my dog. Why why right. are you gonna maybe get rid of my dog? Like if it was New Vegas, I could have the dog and uh, what was the uh, Rex, I think it was. Yes, or, it's Rex. Um <laughs> Yeah, I could have Rex and and another companion if I wanted, or I could have Edie and another companion. And like, yeah, there were restrictions, but you could still have two companions. Two, and, yeah, two extra people to help you. Yeah, right. Because that game gets hard. Oh yeah. yeah. In the higher levels, that game is. If you don't have companions with you or some sort of perk, it that can kick your. It it, it is not easy. But also, once again, I've stated I'm not a big gamer. I play on easy mm-hmm. mode. That is so hard. Out there. <laughs> so hard. I, I played I play New Vegas on survival. <laughs> Have you? No, yeah. I've never played it on survival. I, I like it on survival. But it's because in New Vegas, there's so many different ways to solve your problems. 
Like yeah. uh, when you come to an issue, there's like eight different ways for you to resolve any particular quest or issue that you come across. Take the the sheriff in Prim, for example. You can solve the fact you can come up with a solution to the fact that there's no sheriff in Prim, like four different ways. Mm-hmm. So if you're not good at one thing, just pick what you're good at and then just stick to that. I will say right. this though, I have romanced Piper more than any other character in the Fallout series. <laughs> Every time I'm like, make you my wife. I like you. She's quick witted. She is quick witted. I know. <laughs> I, I have the hots for Piper every time. She's I think every it. time I play Fallout, I'm unintentionally asexual. <laughs> like, I've like never romanced anybody. Yeah, I've only done it in Fallout Four. Or no, I take that back. I that's I take that completely back. I do it in New Vegas because I sleep with Benny, so mm-hmm. I can kill him every time. Mm-hmm. But because Lori's got a problem with Matthew Perry. No, okay, yeah, that's the thing too. Rick, Rick just told me the other day that Benny is voiced by Matthew Perry, and I'm like, no. And now that I like, I just ran through it again, and I'm like, I can't unhear it now. It's just yeah, all Chandler just Benny. Voice. <laughs> it's fine. Fuck Benny. Yeah. Okay, I slept with him too to kill him, so don't feel bad. Yeah, I think we all got to take a bullet. Shit. Yeah, I got to take a bullet one time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just happens. You just kind of like. Go with take one for the team, and then kill him. You got to. Got to. Oh, uh, and uh, you can whenever you go to a. Uh, oh, I forgot the. I can't remember. But she's in this. It's like a character that is on the strip, and you go out there to save her, and you have to go back to like Vault Twenty One. That's also on the strip to talk to her, like lover, because she's trapped in this place, Gamora or whatever, or not Gamora. What the heck? <laughs> um. <laughs> Basically, you get like it's like a prostitution place, is what it is, and you oh, can gamble yeah, there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if yeah. you go out to the back, there's like this girl named Jonah. You can like sleep with her, or you can like help her with her lover and stuff. It's like I a love letter. Yeah. yeah, I, I, I like her, and then I, I like that one. I also like the boomers from I do too. New Vegas. Yeah, and doing that quest to deliver the love letter to that chick, and then having to escort her through the minefield. It always sticks out in my mind as one of my favorite things I do in that game. <laughs> Have you ever done anything in any of the game, games that like you've regretted? Like, mm. Mm. you've been like, I can't do that again in another playthrough. Oh, uh, keeping Sean alive. <laughs> Just like I said earlier, <laughs> like with the Institute, like never going to do that again. Never <laughs> siding with him with never, not like taking like letting the Institute win. I don't think that mm-hmm. I'll ever do that again. Ever. I can't really think of something that I re- have regretted playing because I think I ended up going back anyway and then like doing it again another way and then it just yeah. cleared my conscience of it. So I just forgot about <laughs> Make it. Make it right. You gotta go back yeah. and make it right. Because <laughs> then you feel like gross after you play it and you're like, dang, I did not feel feel right about that. And you go back and fix it anyway. So I can't remember a specific one. Baron? I think I think letting Mr. House also take over the strip. I did one time and I did not oh, feel yeah, good yeah, about yeah. that either. That I'm, makes sense. I'm about to I'm about to finish that, so can't wait to feel that. Mm. <laughs> uh, for me, it was a, it might be a simple one, but it's blowing up Megaton. Oh, like the like, the the yeah. playthrough where I blew up Megaton the first time. Like I was just I was just going rogue. 
I was like, I'm not joining any factions. I'm not mm-hmm. doing anything for anybody. It's all me. Like I'm, a, I'm basically playing a mercenary. Like if it doesn't get me paid, I'm not doing it. And if it does get me paid, I'm doing it. So when 10 penny was like, blow up Megaton and I'll pay you. I was like, cool, let's get this thing done. And then I immediately was like, well, I don't like anybody in Tenpenny Tower. They're all assholes. So then I had the, I helped, I helped the ghouls take over Tenpenny Tower. Mm-hmm. And then I was just living with the ghouls. And I honestly didn't feel that bad about it until I ran into Moira again. And she was a ghoul. And you could still do all of her quests. but And she was still all happy and chipper. And it's like, I blew up your home and turned you into a ghoul. And now I feel bad. <laughs> so... I was like, I can't, I can't do that ever again. I was like, now I, now I baby everybody in Megaton every time I play Fallout Three. I'm just like, I'm so sorry, guys. I'll never do it again. Yeah, I think the first time I played Fallout Three, I blew them up, and I did know better because it was the first time I played it. And sure. I was like, cool, yeah. I'm just gonna blow up this town. I have, do not care. And then I, I think I've only ever done it maybe one or two other times because I do like, I like it, I like it. I like that place. Mm-hmm. It's like a nice little home. But I always let the ghouls take over Tenpenny Tower. Always. I think I have an eat the rich mentality when it comes to Fallout, apparently. <laughs> it comes I, just, I just discovered that about myself yeah. in I this moment. Are you sure that's exclusive to Fallout? Because for, for me, it's not. Mm, just... No, it's not. <laughs> it's not exclusive to Fallout. I have a very big eat the rich mentality <laughs> in life. Yeah. It happens. But apparently it bleeds into Fallout. Yep. I, mean, I do not like the Brotherhood of Steel. So. <laughs> They're the epitome of Ether Rich. How about, how about something that you love doing in Fallout? Like something that like maybe that you discovered that you weren't expecting and you were just like, hey, this might be my favorite thing. Oh. Mm. Nuka-Cola World will always be my favorite thing in Fallout. That expansion alone I think I get more joy from just playing that DLC than I can say that I get from the entire game. I Nicola World is pretty good. Love Nicola World. <laughs> I love finding all the little things that I need to find, and basically becoming a dictator of a really cool place with three <laughs> different gangs and killing people. Which is like the I think the lore in Nicola World that you get always brings me joy because it's like a theme park yeah yeah it is it is the happiest place on earth for fallout (laughs) and you go in there and it's just they put so much into that expansion that and fall harbor which is i say it like that you you have to say fall (laughs) harbor that's how it's pronounced (laughs) i like fall harbor but didn't I think that anytime someone's like, what's your favorite thing about Fallout? I'm like, that DLC alone is probably my favorite thing in Fallout. It's just cool. So I um, think the one thing, so whenever I got uh, New Vegas, the first time I played it, I had the game for years. Finish it like every other way that you could possibly think of besides like do, uh, partnering up with the bad guys because for some reason I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring my heart to do it. But as of like two years ago, uh, I realized that I had the DLC with the game, and that was like, you know, when you first play uh, Fallout, it's like this new love, and you're like constantly wanting to go back to your console or PC and like mm-hmm. continuously play it mm-hmm. all the time. 
that was like whenever I found out that the D- I had the DLC with my game, I was just like, oh my god, I'm like, this is like that feeling I had the first time, and I just kept going back. I think I was on my Xbox for like that entire week. I, I probably asked for the whole week off for work at some point <laughs> just to play it, you know, because it was just like a. He's like, oh my god, I miss this feeling. But it like never goes away because I get mm-hmm. that feeling. It's not as strong, but every time you play Fallout New Vegas, it's like so good mm-hmm. every time, no matter what. Yeah, I feel that way too. Every time I play, I feel like there's like a there's something small that I didn't notice the first twenty times I played this game, like some some little corner or like some piece of dialogue or something that I just missed the other times that I've played. But I find, I'm like, oh! Yeah, that's like, mm-hmm. it really is. It's a, it's a whole world. It's a, a very well-rounded world that it, that Fallout has become. Oh, yeah. Minus the 76. But, there's three <laughs> my, games we got. There's three games! <laughs> my, uh, my favorite mo- moment used to be kind of dumb. Like, it was just kind of uh, hanging out with Three Dogs. Because mm-hmm. I had Galaxy News Radio on all the time, and just being able to go and like talk to that guy and do stuff <laughs> with him and for him, and like I just thought it was really cool. But then I did play Fallout 76 for a while, and Baron and his spawn took me to church, and that's probably my favorite thing I've ever done in a Fallout game. Oh yes, can I have my uh, my soapbox uh, for the Mothman? love that came from Fallout 76? No, you can't. <laughs> it's rejected instantly. I... Too bad. I... And I'll tell you why I'm taking that away from you as someone who went to the Mothman Festival before all this bullshit Mothman love. Thank you. I... Well, see, I had seen... I had a high school teacher who played the movie... I forget the name of it now. The movie that's about Mothman. Mothman Prophets. Mothman prophecies for us, and it started a slight obsession for me about Mothman, because in that same year, Mothman apparently was seen like in a city near me, and so it did. It started like this deep dive obsession that I had like when I was in high school, and then like it kind of waned a little bit, and then I saw it in Fallout seventy six, and everything like flooded back to me. I was like, <gasps> Mothman. I was like, this is amazing. Like, I thought no one else knew what I was talking about when I like, would ramble on about Mothman prophecies and Mothman and, like, all of this stuff. And then here it was in a video game, and I was like, see, I'm not crazy, people. This is a thing. Well, you might be, but... Not insane. Well, <laughs> this is very true. Very true. But I was like, oh, it's Mothman. Now, I was just... It was just that thing that was like, yeah, you get me, Bethesda. Congratulations. <laughs> You understand me as a person, as a whole. Also, I love the weird, creepy cult outfit that you have in 76 with, like, the antlers and the bandages and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. It might be my favorite, like, outfit I've ever put on in any Fallout game. Because I am not... Here we go. This is going to cause controversies. (laughs) I hate power armor. I don't hate it so much in 76. I did not like it in the other games. I... It moves too slow. I don't like moving slow. I want to be fast and run away from scary things. I think my favorite armor was probably Kellogg's armor in uh, Mm -hmm. 4. I think that looked badass. It was lightweight, and it was pretty Mm -hmm. fucking awesome, too. Yeah, I always use Kellogg's armor, too. (laughs) Also, once again, I also didn't like the Brotherhood of Steel, so I guess I didn't really use it. 
because I refused right. to interact with them in any aspects. And so, like, I really didn't use power armor until four, when we had the really cool customization of power armor and the ability to find. Uh, my brain just went blank. The things that you need to power power armor more readily available. Thank you. More readily available in the world. Like, and then in 76, obviously you use power armor because you're, you put it on and you nuke the golf club or course, and you just kill a thousand ghouls. <laughs> this is what you do in that game. And so, but yeah, I, I, you know, I've never been a fan of power armor in that aspect. I, I always liked the other options they had available to you in like New Vegas and three. I used yeah. it in four, but just, I had, I had the Nuka Cola power armor. That was my favorite. That one's the best rock. one, but it really is. It's so pretty. <laughs> I hoarded everything to repair it. All those desk fans I collected. <laughs> Must have Break all the screws. Oh, God. It's all coming back to me now. Yep. Before we get too I far mean, from it, and just because I, I didn't want to tell the story when Baron and his spawn took me to church. Baron, could you talk a little bit about how how we got there? How, how that kind of oh, Lord. happened? Wait, what do you mean, how we got there? So, like, just what how you went there? from, like, Starting to play 76 to founding the Church of Mothman. The entire reason why we got 76 is so that we could go to the Mothman uh, area. Um, We've been going to the Mothman Festival for a couple years before 76 had even come out. It was a nice little festival. It, it was, you know, regular street fair size. It was very manageable. It had nice people there. So 76 came out and we got that. And the first. We had to build ourselves up a little bit, but as soon as we got guns and stuff, we ran straight to the Mothman Museum, broke in, we got the costumes, and um, we even recorded it, I think, somewhere. Mm -hmm. But uh, my daughter got behind the uh, behind the pulpit, and I would we would do this every Sunday. Uh, she would get up on the pulpit, and I would sit in sit in the altars. They're at altars, the pews. The pews. Yeah. And she would read from the little book in preacher voice. So like the Southern so Baptist cool. preacher voice. <laughs> oh, so we invited Rick to church one weekend. Nice. <laughs> I, I, and that was amazing. Like I was like, uh, like I said, I always kind of liked in Fallout kind of role playing a character out a little bit and making decisions mm -hmm. based off of what my character would do. And like just seeing that level of dedication to uh, a character, I was like, "That that's amazing. That's awesome." <laughs> but we were we were secret cultists after the original cult was wiped out. You know, we <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Um, I think we did some. We went and did some jam banding as well. We went and found one of those spots where you uh, can play instruments. We did. I, yeah, we were also a traveling minstrel band. My base had a full stage with all the instruments on it that you could possibly get. I made it a mission to have like an outdoor dive bar at my base. Nice. In Fallout 76. Until some two jerks decided to be really funny to blow it up. Um, mm -hmm. Even though I left free things out for everybody. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't care. I When I play games like that, when I play like MMOs and things like that, I tend to be the resource person and like I... I give it out. I'm like, do you need things? I have things. Do you need things? I'll give them to you. Do you need them? And so that really took over in 76. Really bad. I'm like a mother hen of like everybody on the server. I'm like, are you okay? Do you need do you need stim packs? I can get you. St do you need? Are you good? Okay, we're good. <laughs> Just 
move on. Please don't destroy my base. <laughs> Destroys it anyway. This. Yeah, then they destroyed it anyways. I have I have never IM'd or sent a private message to anybody on any <laughs> gaming system ever. And you best believe I like <laughs> sent a message to them. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> I've been building this for months. I was like, uh, and Brennan's like, don't feed them. They're just trolls. And I was like, I can't. I was like, I can't let this go. <laughs> I think I quit playing for like a week. I legit cried. I was like, how dare you? And that's when I learned that I just can't play multiplayer games online with people who are just not nice. When they came out with the private worlds, it was different. It was just like, I, we, we played on a private world for a while. Mm-hmm. It's like, I bought it and then like I can play on it and then like 10 other people could play on it that I knew. And that was great. That was like the top tier 76 for me was Private World. But before that, I am not a PvP person. I don't want to hit people. I don't want to kill the other people on the server. So I think 76 went out on me after a little bit. Because I think without PvP, it's not. I guess it's not as fun. But I'm just not a PvP person. I'm not competitive enough to be a PvP person. <laughs> Which is might be the reason why I also could not com- play Final Fantasy online for very long either. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, have you guys played any Outer Worlds since it's come out? Yes. I've tried now. I think yeah. I played it for like approximately five minutes and then was like, okay, I'm good. And then didn't keep playing it. But I keep hearing that it's a good game and that it's, I should it's, play it. It's pretty good. If I you're a fan there's... of New Vegas, which obviously you are, I mean, like, they, there's a lot of. There's a lot of New Vegas in Outer Worlds, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities. Oh, but yeah, they, I, I think they've only had, like, one DLC come out after the game so far, and I've already played that DLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't... I, I remember watching the trailer and thinking, oh, this is something I could get into for sure. And then my brother-in-law got it, and I played his for a little bit, and then we just never bought ourselves a copy of it, and then I just, so I just have never picked it up and played it. I have a horrible tendency of replaying just the same like 12 games over and over and over again and not play anything new. <laughs> for for the, anyone who's wondering why I brought up Outer Worlds on a, a follow-up podcast, it's because a lot of the people who worked on New Vegas are the people who made Outer Worlds, and it's basically because they couldn't work on Fallout anymore, so they were just like, we still want to make a game like this, and like this, that's what they came out with. So... For those of us who are waiting for a new Fallout game to come out, like uh, Outer Worlds kind of filled that hole for a, at least a little bit for, for a lot of us. Right, yeah. yeah. It did. It's a, it's a good little game, too. Like, if you... Mm-hmm. I feel like when I first got it, it I, I guess I just finished it too quickly. I don't know if it's because I was without, like, a new Fallout game or if it's because 76 bummed me out so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I did finish it pretty fast, but I also didn't do a lot of the side quests that it had in there, so it's a lot longer of a game if you do the side quests and the main mission. That's where I'm at right now. I'm going through all the side quests and stuff. I haven't even come close to completing the main mission. Oh, yeah. I'm and just cycling through the whole thing. Also, just uh, on uh, Outer Worlds, there's also cannibalism in it as well. So <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. You know there's gonna be. There's a little bit of a little bit of a 
cannibalism in every game, almost. <laughs> well, I, just finished, I just finished playing The Forest, if you know what that game is. Also has cannibalism in it. Oh, nice. Well, the forest also sounds super ominous, so I feel like maybe cannibalism would be part of that. There are there is also kind of zombies. Kind of zombies. Oh, there's also weird babies. Kind of zombies. I highly recommend it if you like survival games with an open worldish aspect, and also like de- de- like playing for ten hours and building just random things and harvesting materials, <laughs> and then also being scared. Yes, play, I like all those. If you play your cards, mm-hmm. the zombies will never attack you. Yeah. If you build a lot of happy birthdays, then there's a chance <laughs> you won't die. Great. <laughs> yes. But I, but see, I think that's where like my my love of open world ge- survival games comes from. Fallout, though. Like I will yeah. play if you give me an open world survival game, I'm down. Cool. Yeah. Great. I will like it, most likely. That's that's the same thing with me. I think the only other game that I played hardcore was Skyrim. I could not get enough of Skyrim whenever I like got my hands on it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I. No, the quality of less is is Elder Scrolls with guns. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and Elder Scrolls is Fallout except Tolkien. So you know, it's it's there. Bethesda, Bethesda knows how to make one really good game, and so they keep making it. Yeah. <laughs> they know how to make one type of game, but then they're just, we're just gonna put it in, like, every possible cliche. We got post-apocalyptic, we got some dragons and some medieval times. You know, it's just a new smack of paint, but it's a good game, though. They got a solid base. Get a solid base, and everything they put on top of it seems to work out. It's, it's one of the reasons I'm honestly surprised Outer Worlds beat them to space. Yeah, I they, am very surprised by that too. I mean, just give me a nuclear rocket ship, and they can just have Fallout in space. Is that our next <laughs> thing? Can we have Fallout, Fallout in, space? in space? I was helping Appalachia and got that. There is, there's Old World Blues. Uh, yeah, there is Old World mm-hmm. Blues. I forgot about that. The, mm. They're working on it. They were working on it before the acquisition. Hmm. <sighs> hey. I can only just hope and dream they announce something soon. Because I really need another Fallout game in my life. I need something else to add to my shrine. I need another collector's edition that I can waste money on. My outfit's not complete. I have a pet boy and I have the helmet. I need more. I, need I was collect. skeptical because I almost bought whenever 76 was like having all the hype behind it. And at first, like, an open world with, like, everybody in the same server, I didn't think it was a bad idea at first whenever they were announcing mm-hmm. 76. So I was kind of hyped for they it. They made it real enticing, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They really did. So I was like, dang, this is actually going to be a lot of fun. I could play with my friends. We could do a bunch of stupid shit together. You know? Go into, right. go into like, vaults and just loot a bunch of stuff. But whenever they, like, because I was really close to getting, like, the power armor helmet. I got it. And I'm kind of glad I like I didn't because then I probably would have honestly never got it <laughs> to me and I would have gotten like a nylon bag and then they would have credited me like $5. Yeah. In I was 76. Unhappy. So I mean if they do announce something I I think I just won't get my hopes as high because obviously 76 came out or not 76 but New Vegas came out way before I even knew about it. 
So I didn't have time to get like excited for that. And I think it's just like if I'm oblivious to it and it ends mm -hmm. up being super good, it's mm -hmm. gonna be badass. Yeah, I have that issue right now because there's a Harry Potter uh, open world game coming. Uh, oh, I've seen, RPG yeah, I've game. seen that. Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. They, I, I wish they just would announce things early. Yeah, I'm just sitting here. <laughs> I, feel like, my computer. I feel like that would be like a really good, really like badass game. If Bethesda could only make it, if they could just take if their, only. It, their take their perfect format and just put Harry Potter on top. <laughs> <laughs> It Sprinkle literally would be the combination Potter. of the two things that, besides my obsession Elder, of like Elder Scrolls Hogwarts, get like, that makes sense so to me. Yeah, obsessions. just like just merge them together. <laughs> I only can play Lego Harry Potter so many times. I would like I've played. That's weird that you say that because like before this, I think I've only played Lego games too. Yeah, like I kind of was playing like kiddish games before set mm -hmm. like uh, New Vegas. And then for whatever reason, I wasn't, like, scared of, like, New Vegas. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a good story. Like, this mm -hmm. is good. After, like, playing Lego Star Wars <laughs> for, like, the fifth time. What the hell is this? My wife Tiffany only played Final, uh, Final Fantasy and Lego. And that was it. Yeah. That's all she played. <laughs> and now I've gotten her in Skyrim. And now that's all she plays. And now I'm trying to, I'm trying to transition her over to Fallout. But she, it, it, she's still like Skyrim. They're the gateway drugs of gaming. Like... Weird for people who, yeah, for people who are were, are very casual gamers and family game like family type game gamers, I mean, like the hardest game I probably played before that was Dark Cloud on PlayStation PS2. I think it was PS2. <laughs> I don't really remember. It was pre memory card built in game. Mm. Um, the other was I, I I got that like way after it came out. I I was like. 17 and uh and that was like the hardest game i had played up until that point and was so discouraged from games from that game like i i, I was like i tried to play hitman and i couldn't do that because i couldn't shoot and so like i just kind of gave up on like real what my people would purchase like real games like hardcore games and so i did i kind of was just like i played legos and guitar hero and like fun family friendly ish games not right. that legos is easy by any means no the puzzles can be hard everyone legos while. sometimes would make you want to throw like your controller yeah, out the window like exactly <laughs> but like it fallout really was that like turning point for me i was like oh so this is a real video game yeah this is it and i hear that from a lot of people they're like yeah Fallout, or even uh, you know, Elder Scrolls, anything that Bethesda has made is that like first touch into adult gaming. Is that we're gonna call it grown-up gaming? Yeah. Sure. Big boy <laughs> gaming. I don't know what you would call it, but like out of that realm of well, also my four-year-old could play this game kind of get. Like, yeah. I don't think my five-year-old who lives in my house could play Fallout. He plays Borderlands, so maybe, but <laughs> he's a better Fallout shooter than me at five, so <laughs> there might be hope out there. But, like, out of that kind of realm into, like, oh, I feel like I'm actually a gamer playing this game. Like, a, like I'm playing a video game. Yeah. And this is it. This is the experience I wanted. And that's what Fallout, I think, was for me. 
And it opened the doors for me to play other games that I didn't think I was going to enjoy. I, so. I feel like Fallout did that same kind of thing for me, too. Like, just opening a door that I didn't know that even existed. So I would just go into this, like, spiral of finding other games that were similar mm-hmm. to Fallout. That and, like, I think it also opened doors, like, as far as, like, real life, too. I was getting a lot more into, like, the nerdier side of things. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, I just, I was, like, a very, like... Oh, I don't like video games. I don't like anime. I was kind of like really boring as a person. So it's okay. And then I just like <laughs> that Fallout thing just opened stuff, and I was like, wow, I actually, I actually really like this stuff. Let me, uh, mm-hmm. let me test out the waters for everything else too in my life. Yeah. And as someone who didn't have a TV till she was ten and was not really like in a household that had electronics, uh, like find finding Fallout and like being like oh this is what i want in life i want to be a nerd who plays video games i want to be a gamer girl like it, <laughs> it i want to it be made a that gamer girl. i want to be a gamer girl <laughs> i've been a goth kid my entire life i want to be a gamer girl now thank you so, nothing stopped you from being well i'm still goth girl Actually, is what they yeah. refer to me now as an elder emo. That's what someone called me elder the other day. Elder emo? Wow. An elder really emo. Bad. And I was like, woo <laughs> That hurts. Just slightly. <laughs> I'm just 30. I'm not that old. You're like, okay, thanks. Like, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, thanks for the recognition, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> I pay- Did I pave the way for you to also be an emo? I'm not sure <laughs> what happened. But, yeah, I mean, it really did. It gave me the confidence in video games because I did not have confidence in myself to play other video games. Like, I was watching other people. Like, I met Brandon when I was 19. So, like, just a year after I really started playing Fallout, I met him. And my husband's a beast at video games, but he's been playing them. He beat Legend of Zelda when he was, like, still in diapers. Like, he's a born gamer and so like it's very that's very intimidating when you meet people like that who are good at video games and so having fallout to be like make me feel comfortable to be able to talk about video games or even express interest in video games right and i think it's like really hard to find somebody that doesn't like fallout too yeah like i don't think i've ever met anybody that's like god fallout's like an awful game i don't know how you play it Mm -hmm. because most of the time when you say Hey, I like Fallout. They're like, oh, like I like Fallout too. And it like mm-hmm. I feel like Fallout builds also like friend relationships as well. Like I could help customers all day and one of them would see my lanyard and be like, Oh, I, I love that game. They'd be like and I'll just go into this like tangent of like talking about Fallout. Yeah. And, like, yeah, and I also like I have a lot of female friends who like who love Fallout who aren't video gamers. Like they're not gamers. And the traditional sense. It is and weird because I that seems to be like a common theme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's the one game that like all of us who are not gamers can be like, no, I can play that one. That's yeah. the one I can play. I got yeah. it. That one is fun. But that comes back to what I was talking about earlier, where you can play Fallout the way you want to play Fallout. Yeah. yeah. Um, once you understand the basic mechanics, at least, mm-hmm. and you can exploit it, and like you can go. Okay, well, I don't like this part of the game, but I really enjoy this part of the game, so I'm just going to focus on that, and then you can just go focus on that. I hate to keep comparing it to D and D, but like that's kind of why I like Fallout. Why D and D is because you can kind of play the game the way that you want to play it. I mean, that's the reason there's now a 
Fallout D and D companion guide. Like they they fit together. I mean, they built. I mean, literally, it's a it. It, it, you are just a dice missing dice. That is all you really are doing in Fallout. Mm-hmm. It's just missing dice because you even have percentages. Oh, like they're there, <laughs> right? It's, it's RNG. RNG. And you have there. the point system, uh, and like you know, so if you don't have a speech at one hundred, you can try to try to pull one over on this person. Mm-hmm. You can go for it, and there is a seventy-five percent chance you're gonna fail. But you know what? Go for it try and you may get lucky you may not it's that it's that same mechanic i think yeah that they, they yeah. have in common with each other with the, you know the probability of the ability to do what you want whatever you want wherever you want you know right, yeah you most certain in the best dm expression you most certainly try like that's the whole thing yeah with fallout is you can try go for it Try to pickpocket that person. Make sure you save your game first. Yeah, save. That way, <laughs> save. The, after the exact moment you realize you <laughs> fucked up, you can go back to that save and, and then, then pretend they start like it didn't happen. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there have been multiple times in Fallout games that I have found a character that I absolutely despise. I save the game and then shoot the character just to make sure I'm in the clear. <laughs> and then if not, I just go back and pretend like I never even shot. Yep. It's the beauty of video games. Right it's great. It's also that's, the game that's that the one thing. It's the it's the one thing that uh, has kind of ruined Tiffany on D and D a little bit because she quick saves on Skyrim now, and like then she'll go try something, and now like when we get together for D and D on Sundays, she's like, "Can I quick save before this? <laughs> <laughs> before I make this choice that might destroy like, the game?" Then no, no, this is D and D. There's no quick saving. <laughs> Rick doesn't even say no at this point. He just like looks at her and is like, "Come on, Tiff. We know, we know you can." I want to go back to that save file and try again. Please. I mean, that's the beauty of that video game, though. It's just like, okay, cool. I'm gonna go try this. If it doesn't work, that's fine. Yep. I've legit done a story arc or a side mission for like two hours. And realized I absolutely hated every decision that I made, and then went back two hours to a save file and redid it all over. Oh, I don't know if I, I don't know. That seems, I don't know if I ever do that because I think I just quick save too much. So if I really (laughs) just fuck up, I'm I'm just fucking up at that point. Or if I I just forget to do it, like um, you know how in New Vegas you have to like protect President Kimball if you're working for House. Mm -hmm. I. I forgot to quick save on that, and I had no idea where the sniper was. Dude just got shot, and I just, I just ate it. I did not want to go back, like, from my save two days ago in the Ooh. video game. I just like, no, that's fine. He's just dead. We'll, we'll live with it. <laughs> it's just, we're just gonna, <laughs> it's, it's just okay. dead. Great. I was supposed to protect him, but that's alright. Sometimes shit happens. <laughs> I always feel like the side quests in Fallout are thoroughly more interesting than the main quests. That makes sense. Like I like all the little the little side quests that I get to do a little bit more. And as we admitted earlier, do not always read the dialogue, so that might be my fault. But <laughs> I feel like the side quests in Fallout and the little things that you get to do throughout the world that are not necessarily a part of the main quest are so much more enjoyable than, than the main some of the main storylines, not all of them. 
-hmm. There are some highlights and some main storylines, obviously the Institute being one of them, or like the, the, the Mr. House and like trying to take over the strip, all that. The Hoover Dam fight in New Vegas oh, yeah. is still yeah. primo. I love that final sequence. No matter which who you're going with or who you're fighting for, that NC that Hoover Dam battle is absolutely amazing. But I get so much joy out of the side quest to Fallout, which says a lot about the writers and the developers of that game. They put yeah. so much thought into side quests and side storylines that like you can forget the main storylines even happening. You yeah. can you can legit play that game for 300 hours and not touch that main storyline once or twice. Yeah. Because there's just so much to do. You can't say that about many games outside of Bethesda games. Mm -mm. Uh, you really can't. Which I think we were talking about this in the Cyberpunk episode about how a bunch of people gave crap to Cyberpunk as a video game. And those of us who've been playing Bethesda games for forever, we're just like, oh, this is just, this is just par for the course. Like, yeah. we understand that if somebody's making like this ambitious of a game where you can do this many things and have this many side quests and play the game for 300 hours without touching the main story, yet there are going to be glitches, but it's okay. You just load a save file and try again. You know? Literally, yeah. Oh, and if anyone's played a Fallout game on release, there are some glorious glitches out there. Oh, yeah. Still to this day on 76, things glitch out on me, and I'm okay with it. Like, I have, there, like, I had a game, actually, my seven, Fallout 76 game, the main storyline still is not completed because it glitched out on me. Like, I got to the end of it. It's supposed, like, it's supposed to mark, like, it's completed. But mm -hmm. it's not marked as completed. It's still, like, if I were to load that game right now, it's still, like, an icon that I need to go to to complete it, even though I've done what it says. And I'm okay with that. I just moved on. Yeah. Like, whatever. There's other things to do. There's other, other ways to have fun in the game. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't need it to work perfectly. I just need it to work. If you play New Vegas at all, the moment yeah. you walk into a room and you overload it, it's literally just going to like sit there and yeah. freeze. So mm -hmm. I feel like we're all oh, yeah. used to that at that point. Like, like yeah, we're here. Whatever. Yeah. I start the whole console, whatever. I, when I was playing it on, on, on our computer, for, I got through Fallout 3, no problem. Never crashed once. Nothing ever happened. Made it through the game. Fallout New Vegas crashed. Like, the first 10 minutes of that game crashed every two minutes. And I was just like, that's fine. It's probably just me. I probably didn't do something correctly. Let me just, like, restart everything all together. And I did that, like, I did it, like, five times. And just eventually it worked. You just, you know, I think people just have, I don't know what their expectations are when we push games out as quickly as we are pushing them out. Mm -hmm. you know, with Especially the with, with the large games like that, the super ambitious, yeah. like this is, this is not your Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty yeah. where you're releasing new games every single year. And it, they're basically updates, you know, they're, they're not. Yeah. Really they're the same game, just yeah. a different shader at this point in updated graphics. Mm -hmm. When you, yeah. Cause you're talking about worlds. Mm -hmm. You know, Tolkien-esque worlds, like huge worlds that they're building, it's going to take years. And then they don't do. even hold your hand through the world and take you on a tour. They just kind of let you go, oh, yeah, you can do whatever you want, wherever you want, mm -hmm. like, go. Like, and they of have course, to, yeah. they're going to run into issues. 
And they have to have like an if then or that, you know, if then or that for every step that you take. Like, okay, so if this person's character decides to turn right instead of left when they leave the vault, what 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 are they going to run into? Okay, when they turn right, now what happens if they pick this plant? Like, the variables are so high in those kind of games that, like, mm-hmm. you have to give them the time to build them and develop them. That's not, a, that's not a five year. I don't even think you could do that in five years. Like, if you give me a ten, give me 15 years to build a game. <laughs> right. Especially the way technology just changes is, you know, like every 90 days, technology is outdated nowadays. So, right. I mean, there's that. So I think people who people who give a lot of slack to Fallout 76, like that game was glitchy when it first came out. We can all admit it. It sucked when it came yeah. out. But we, but people, the people who had been around Bethesda, I think uh, we all had faith. Okay, well they'll put a patch out. It will be yeah. fixed. It will be there. Which I don't think, like, I don't think they really. No one gave Cyberpunk that chance for them to fix it. They all just immediately went for the throat. I think yeah. even I remember like even me and like everyone who I know were talking about it. We're like, yeah, I mean they'll fix it. And, you know that that the studio that made the Cyberpunk 2077 can't think of it off the top of my head. But like even, I remember See, someone saying, like, thank you. They were like, no, they're like a very reputable like like they'll fix it. Like mm-hmm. they had complete faith. And in they're responsible for the winter, so yeah. And so, so I know we all joke, or we you know we joked in the beginning how we're patiently waiting for another Fallout game. I mean, if they need to take ten years, please take ten years. Give me a decent Fallout game, like give me yes. what I love. Not I that like I 76. don't like Seventy Six. I enjoyed it when I played it. <laughs> <laughs> it is at the bottom of the list of the you know Fallout games that we have available. You know, modern Fallout games. But like it, it, it's been that came out in 2018. It's been four years. I mean, if they tell me right now they got one in the works, they're gonna need ten years to do it. I'll be like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Right. Yeah. Take ten years. Just give me a good game. Don't give me a glitchy game. Also, don't make it a massive multiplayer online game. <laughs> yeah, we've got that. Like, I feel like if if they really wanted to do it again, just kind of make more updates for 76 like also don't make it pay to play yeah yeah i mean they were tried really hard in 76 for that not to happen well they also lost a lot of money too so yeah you lost a lot of money i mean i did buy adam packs i will admit that i paid them for adams you and probably like four other people probably did probably there are some really <laughs> fancy skins on things that I really liked. I am definitely the person who likes my uh, outfits to match head to toe. So I bought multiple skins. I also pre-ordered the game, which gave you Adams. But then also when you bought the private yeah. worlds, you got them every month too. Yeah. So I like the base building aspect. So I bought a lot of things for my base. Like fences. And turret guns for people <laughs> to GTFO. Not that I'm still bitter that my base got blown up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they hit you with the nuke, it, it doesn't matter how many turrets you got. Yes. Did, did everybody else build their base, like, near the Nuka-Cola power, like, the Nuka-Cola plant? I'll see. I built that's it right a, that's... I built it there. I built it next to the water, right next to the Nuka-Cola plant, near, like, the carnival area. I, I don't it. really know where I built mine, because I stopped playing, like, after five days, I was 
couldn't do it. I played that game for a full year. Like, I gave it a chance. You really did. Mm-hmm. Baron yeah. was with me when I found where I built my base. I found a, a ship, like a, I think it was like a schooner or something like that, that was like halfway buried because it was like on the water and then the water like went mm-hmm. away. Um, and I was like, you know what, this, this ship, this is going to be my base. It made it difficult building my base because like things I wanted to build didn't always interact with the ship in the ways I would want it to. But, uh, but that's where it was. I did not like the aspect that you had to pay to fast travel. I had a huge issue with this. No, I did end yeah. up getting the perk, which made it cheap. And then we learned that you can, like, your teammates, you can fast travel to your teammates' camps for free. Yeah. Or if one person fast travels, and everybody else can leech off that fast travel. But I, that was, like, the one thing that stuck out in my mind. that I was like, I do not want to waste 3,000 caps to fast travel <laughs> to the bottom of the map. When it was yeah. telling me I have to go there. If I was doing it for fun, fine. But you're telling me I have to go there. But yeah, that, I think that was the one thing that ever ever irked me about 76, was having to pay to fast travel. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> I'm poor. <laughs> I probably yeah. need to give 76 another try, just because, like, me too. when I played it, there was no anybody, the missions that you had to go on, everybody was fucking dead. So you didn't actually talk to a NPC player or anything like that, like, mm-hmm. and then bobby pins were like half a pound for whatever the fucking reason was, but I just like was not getting the grasp on the game, and I was like, I really, this is not like Fallout, so I just stopped playing after five days. But obviously, things have changed since then, so I probably need to get back on it just to see what it's like now. I don't know. If I I'll have like not though. played it since they. I think I quit playing like oh, close to when they put NPC like the NPC options in there. I have not played since those have become an option. And I, we got, we sold one of our PlayStations when we got our PS5, and it was mine. And I was like, the only reason I'm okay with this is if you could, <laughs> literally, the only safe file I had on there was Fallout 76. <laughs> it was the only game I ever installed, I think, on that PlayStation that I kept. And it was the only save file that was left on there. And I was like, the I was like, the only way you can sell this PlayStation is if you can promise me that you can move my save file <laughs> to the new to to the other PlayStation. And you and so that literally was the only game I had saved on there. And so I, every every time I look at the PlayStation, knowing that that is the only game that's saved on that PlayStation, I'm like, I should probably play it again. Yeah. But, a lot of time into that game and then just never picked it up. And I always stare at it going like, I should. I should play that game again. <sighs> then I don't. A vicious cycle. Then I go back to playing Minecraft. <laughs> and all boys down to Minecraft. Yeah. Uh, listen, life changed for me when I realized I finally learned how to use redstone and can build like mechanics and like <laughs> mechanisms. <laughs> And like automatic chicken farms, it was over. I built, I built an automatic sorting system for 319 items. Damn. Was, thank you. It was an accomplishment. <laughs> I also live with a 12 year old and a five year old who love Minecraft. So like, I have to be. I don't have anything else going for me. My husband is the cool uncle. He loves. They all love Legend of Zelda. They're like, he's the cool person, and like, but he doesn't like Minecraft. I was like, that's it. That's my niche. I got it. I'm gonna sneak in there. I'm gonna do it with the Minecraft 
and get in with the kids and be cool. <laughs> so we all started playing Minecraft together when we all since we all lived together. And I have now become the queen, according to them, the queen of Minecraft. Nice. So, That's thank a good. You. Uh... Thank you. Thank you. They come to me <laughs> with questions. I felt so happy. <laughs> I'm not joking. If you, if, if Richard and Barrett have met my husband. My husband's very cool. He's way cooler than I am <laughs> when it comes to video games and things like that. Uh, and so for well, my nephews to... That young preteen boys would like. Yes. yes. <laughs> Super cool to like kids and young preteen. Any, any, anyone who likes a gamer. And so for me to have a win, because I can't get them into Harry Potter. They're too young to enjoy true crime and serial killers. Like... <laughs> I, so I have to have something going for me. So it was Minecraft. And so I became the queen of Minecraft for my nephews. And we learned how to build automatic archery things. And so I want them to play Fallout. Like, I try to get them to play it. The 12 girl just looks at me like I'm crazy. And <laughs> just can't just can't get them into it. And it's very disturbing to me. So my hope is that when the 5 year old is old enough to understand how to play it, he will play it. This kid is also better at me than Halo and Borderlands. <laughs> the five-year-old kid has aim that I do not have. Yeah. He can well, like I said, I, I play I started Fallout 3 six times before I enjoyed it. Oh, so there you go. You Maybe still I'll make him try it once Wait, a year. The first six times did you turn left? Yeah, that's the question. If that if that's what it was, that was your problem. <laughs> I mean, I, I at least, at least, at least two of the times I turned left. But I mean, that wasn't the problem. The problem was just like I didn't really fully understand how the games worked and how all the stats worked and how all the. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I had spent some time, a little bit more time researching it, like maybe. But like I tried to do things just like that I wasn't into, and then yeah. eventually, and then what really is neat about Fallout is once I started the the run that. I would finish the game with. And then I went back and started other runs that I actually enjoyed. I went back and did the things that I didn't enjoy the first time. And I did enjoy them just because <laughs> I, I understood them more and I understood how the world of fallout works. And I understood what potential they had going forward when I ran into different uh, scenarios and different characters. And it's like, oh, okay, well, if I do this with this character, this will happen to this character. Like uh, one of my favorite things to do, is make a character also that has like i told you like my favorite in new vegas is like just cranking the intelligence but if you dump the intelligence entirely like i think i think they'll let you have a zero if not the lowest, the lowest will let you have is one i forget but you get unique dialogue options mm -hmm. um and you can do things you couldn't do with other characters like they're like Oh, you should go check out that plant, and then like your zero intelligence character is like, "What does what does this have to do with flowers?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I need to and, play it like that because I always crank my speech and my charisma up through the fucking roof. The most fun I've ever had. The most fun I've had is when I maxed out luck. That's that's cool. That you can still you can still have really high charisma and be really stupid, and everybody yeah. will still love you. But like you'll just still be really stupid. Yeah, he's just really dumb. <laughs> yeah, you I, I have really really high charisma. You're just really dumb. Listen, that's how I play a lot of my D and D characters. So you know, <laughs> high wisdom, high charisma, 
stupid as fuck. Oh my god, I did that. I kind of do the same thing with my character in D and D. Then I yeah. I put my intelligence up kind of a lot in my charisma too. So that's weird. It is weird. How I that play a kinda, druid, so they don't have to be smart. Uh, be what What am I again, Rick? Cleric? Something. You're playing currently playing a death cleric. Yes, I'm still very new to this, so I don't know everything just yet. But you never will. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did this other thing where I went to go play Pathfinder for a little bit, and I have now discovered that I really like 5e, and please don't give me that many options ever again. Uh, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot. It oh, is a lot. Overwhel- it took me eight hours to build two character sheets for Pathfinder. Dang. What the heck is a Pathfinder? Maybe that's a that's a, quest- a question for a different episode. Yeah, we'll get to that later. It's d 3rd edition. Oh, yeah. d 3rd yeah. edition. Just anything your heart your heart contents is there. Absolutely anything. Because there's years of content. Fifth edition will be like that here in a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I played that for a little bit and was begging to go back to 5e. I was like, I can't, this is too much. Nope. Good. Thank you. Bye. I need simple. Once again, like the VAT system. I need Simple. <laughs> Do not overcomplicate it. I need you to keep it simple. And I will be thoroughly enjoyed. I am excited about playing D&D, though. I know this is off topic, Richard, but I am very excited about playing D&D again. Um, I've missed playing the druid with my heart, body, and soul. Well, uh, some, a way to tie this so back bad. into Fallout, when you, when you do come back and play D&D with us now that we are all vaccinated and, and we're nearing the end of the crisis so lori bought off of humble bundle and has like the physical copy uh there's fallout tabletop rpg yeah made i have it too modifius i think it's called is the so, yeah, I bought it from humble bundle i also yeah. bought all the the 3d printer files, files. which i can't yeah. use because i don't own a 3d printer so once we've played you know D for a little while then there's a good chance we'll be starting up a Fallout campaign. I mean, it might not be worth a poop of a game, but we'll give it a shot. We'll find out. Uh, I've also wanted to play, they put out a Fallout board game. There's the Fallout board game. Oh, yeah, there's, there's game. a couple of them, yeah. I would love to play that. I don't own it. I put all my money into a Harry Potter tabletop game. There is, there's two of them, I believe. One of them is like a a miniature skirmish game like it's like you've got like your team versus my team and we're just going to kind of play our miniature skirmish and then there's more of a uh yeah wasteland warfare isn't that one wasteland warfare i think so yeah Hmm. so if you like your fallout and you like your tabletop there are quite quite a few options on how to merge them and i believe there's also some very unofficial yeah. Source materials on how to turn D and D three point five and D and D five e into Fallout. Yeah, the DMs Guild at that website has lots and mm-hmm. lots of. Because when we first started playing, I wanted to run a like I love Fallout and I wanted to run a Fallout D and D game because like the mechanics make sense. It, they kind of yeah go hand in hand with one another very easily could translate a barbarian into a you know super mutant you know that kind of that that kind of transition is there like 
I mean, because the other classes, I'm not sure exactly. That's the only one that came to my head. But that that blending of the two worlds comes really easy. So I, I know when I, I looked through the Dean's Guild, whatever that website's called, there's so much out there. I mean, if you love Fallout yeah. you know, tabletop games, someone has made, you know, that possible for you for you to run that game. Yeah, it's 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 pretty easily translatable when your standard stats are pretty much your special. Your skills are basically the your stats and fallout and then perks or feats, you know, it's like I said, you're just missing physical dice in the Fallout game world and mm-hmm. pretty much have a DNT game. I mean, to the point where you even have party members. Like you have yeah, you find yeah, people who are yeah. yeah, you find people who are different stats than you to come travel with you because they have what you lack and with the introduction of uh sidekicks to D 5e i think it was originally they added the sidekicks in um dragon of ice fire peak and now i think it's in one of the more official source books that you can know. just add sidekicks i mean it's basically there's companions right there mm-hmm. i'm thoroughly excited about all that i just wish they could announce another fallout game that's all we need <laughs> but take your time. Yeah, but take your time. <laughs> Don't rush it. Just tell me it's in the works so I have some semblance of hope. I think. I, I mean, I can tell you it's in the works with that official announcement. I mean, like, there's no way that Microsoft would have spent all that money basically making Bethesda exclusive if there wasn't both an Elder Scrolls and a Fallout game in the future that they could uh, take advantage of. Right. Yeah. Well, I think we're also all waiting for another Elder Scrolls game, too. I mean, it's I mean, how many more times can they remake Skyrim? I have a feeling it's a few more times. You could play Skyrim on your Alexa now. Like, it's... it's. <laughs> hey, what? Yeah. yeah. It's it's true. I'm, it's not, true. I'm not making a joke Actually, here. You can... Wow. Yeah. Did not know that. It, it, it reminds me of this game I used to play in high school uh, when I took com- the only computer class that my high school offered the programming class that they offered. We all played like this text-based RPG game where like, it was like, it was all text. Like you come, he's like, you come to a wall. What do you do? And you would like type turn left. It's very much that, but on hmm. Alexa. Yeah. That's interesting. I just like a Zorker. Text-based player. I don't remember the name of it, but it was really fun. Whoever introduced me to that <laughs> text-based RPG game that I played in high school. Thank you. Yeah. Now it's, it's on the switch now and everything like that. I mean, like, if they if they come out with Skyrim for the PS5, I'm I'm gonna rage. <laughs> <laughs> they have to put it on all the consoles, Richard. All of them. <laughs> Before you know it, it will be in your mind chip that we all just got. Like it's mm-hmm. we will all play it. Is that is that what happened when we all got vaccinated? We all got <laughs> Skyrim installed? Yep, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> we all have Windows 10 and Skyrim. <laughs> We basically are Microsoft now. Come standard. <laughs> I'm officially, I can upload myself into the Skyrim world at this moment. Yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, true, true, Give me true, a Fallout true. game where you can find a DeLorean, and when you hop in the DeLorean, it takes you to a Elder Scrolls game, and then you We're can done. just kind of like... It. it sounds perfect. Whoa! You cannot build a. You cannot build a pitch, better game. Uh, Bethesda's new uh, game launch, Rick. Yeah. You pitching it? Bethesda. 
<laughs> call me. <laughs> got, got them ideas. Give a call. <laughs> call you got a DeLorean? Casterskilled at gmail.com. No, you know where to reach me. <laughs> you think is ever going to use another developer again like they did for New Vegas? With how popular New Vegas is, not, I mean, yeah, they were a part of it as a, like, a publisher, but they didn't develop that game. No. I, um, I don't know if they'll ever get back together, but I think at, like, maybe some point they might, like, team tag again. I just don't know if it'll be the same I definitely as it was in New Vegas. Yeah, I definitely will use Obsidian again. Um, I don't know if they are. I just want to see if they would, because, I mean, if you ask several people what their favorite Fallout game is, I feel like the majority of them would say New Vegas. I don't know. That's just because the people I, I mean, talk to all like New Vegas. A lot of people, the thing is, Bethesda has built themselves up over a little bit of a reputation for not working well with others. Between yes. what Obsidian said after working with them and then there's the group of people who broke off from Bethesda and made uh, Kingdoms of Amalur. Forget what they called their company. I'd have to go find my copy of Kingdoms of Amalur and look on the box. But between the, between those two groups, they've kind of built themselves up a little bit of a reputation. So I don't know if another company would want to work with them hand in hand like that again. Which is a real shame because there are a lot of good developer companies out there. But are not Bethesda. Yeah. And but Bethesda is a better publisher than they are a developer. Yes. I I can agree with that statement. I mean if they would just if they would just give them a chance, it'd be great. I'm always curious about that because I Avalanche, that's who I was trying to think of. Avalanche Software. That's who I'd want to build another Fallout game. What are they known for? Uh they're the ones doing Legacy. They also have done they do a lot of W V games. Hold on. God of War. Oh, okay. That's like that. mm-hmm. When I hear God of War, I think Santa Monica, but I guess uh, uh, that's probably part for, of that. Group. <laughs> uh, they do. They did Far Cry Six. I mean, they, they just, um, they just those, did Back those games. For Blood, Resident Evil Village. I think they they kind of have their hands into a lot of pots. Horizon yeah. Forbidden. Hmm. Yeah, they, they sound like one of those one of those companies that like they're not like the main company of, of a lot of these games, but they. A lot of these, the big AAAs, a lot of times have several studios. Oh, another game called Gotham Knights? I don't know what this is, but it comes out in 2022. It's the one with uh, Robert Pattinson in it. No, the updated version. Upcoming <laughs> <laughs> action role-playing video game based on the DC comic characters Batman and his supporting cast. Anybody else had an idea this game was coming out? Because I didn't. Mm-mm. Nope. I don't have the the finger on my finger on the pulse like I used to when I, I worked for GameStop though. So yes, I understand that. I watched my husband and everybody try to play I, PS5 without being a, someone who works for Game. This was his first console he had to buy, not being someone who works for GameStop. And oh boy, did he learn the struggles of regular civilians. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now it, it is now official as of like a couple weeks ago that no one. I've worked with a GameStop or no one I mm-hmm. knew at GameStop works at GameStop anymore. Like it's, mm-hmm. I no longer have the connection. Yep. Cat left to work for regions. Corey mm-hmm. might be the only person that I know that's left. Well, there's also Brandon. Brandon was on the podcast here before. Not your husband, of course. I'm talking yeah, the about other one. Brandon. He was on the anime episode. Um, yeah, he still works there. So I guess I still do have one connection, a guild member. In GameStop. We still had a guild member in GameStop. Never mind, everybody. We're fine. We're good. We're good. <laughs> we're good. Everybody calm down. We still have a connection. We can still get video game information. 
They're ready to breathe. We're solid. Hi, Brandon. I know you're listening. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being our guild member on the inside, buddy. Thank you. We appreciate you and all you do and the sacrifices you make to work for that company. I was a spouse of GameStop for many years, and I know, I know the stuff they put you guys through, and it's crazy. God bless you. Thank All right, you Baron, you ready, to, you ready to throw a bow on this one? Uh, Just tell people Fallout's fun and to go play Fallout. Yeah, right. Fallout is the gateway drug for non-gamers to feel like gamers. It really exactly. is what it is. Whatever you do, don't turn left. Yeah. Yeah, there, that's it. That, that's a life it. lesson we all learned. <laughs> when you leave the vault, don't turn left. And stay away from haunted schools. There you go. Also, Mothman is really cool. Church services on Sunday. All right, so as much as we love this game, I think we can all agree that we hope that it never turns out this way. Wanted to play in this world and be shitty to live in. But until that time, I'm looking forward to the next game 20 years from now. And um, hopefully a few more patches in 76. And we'll always have the old games to fall back on. I think that's the spot I wanted to. And hopefully I won't hit them. And, and like they were trying to tell me, remember, don't turn left. <laughs> don't turn left. All right. Our new guild members, uh, if anybody liked what you had to say and they want to find you somewhere on the internet, where can they find you? I'm not big on platforms, but you can follow my Instagram. It's uh, Lori underscore Sutton with two N's. Uh, yeah, if you want to find me and watch me upload a picture twice a year, you can definitely follow me on Instagram. And my username, and I swear to gosh, Richard is going to laugh at me because now it's an inside joke, is little Jeffrey D. Don't ask questions. <laughs> L-I-L Jeffrey D. Little Jeffrey D. And we'll have links to those in the description down below. Thank you both so much for being on. It has been a pleasure. Email us at castersguild at gmail.com uh, with ideas for future episodes. And if you really want to know all of my sick Fallout strats, I'll get you, I'll get you through Fallout 3 without firing a gun. Um, <laughs> follow us on all the socials. Check us out every other Tuesday night for our Discord game nights. Come follow us on Discord. We will see you in the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.